0: Breaking news, breaking news. We have uh, more information. We have details on the first ever exclusive once-in-a-lifetime layout meetup.
1: What?
0: I know. So, (laughs) we mentioned uh, on the last episode, last week, uh, that me and Kevin are going to be in San Francisco at the same time, in the same place, hopefully. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hopefully. things. It'll be harder if not, but anyway, and uh because we're gonna be together, uh, we decided to hold like a meetup, a layout meetup meetup for uh, listeners. And we do have more details. So, like we said, it's gonna be April 23rd. That's a Sunday, that's next Sunday. Uh this show is coming out Wednesday, so you have a couple days, in a couple days. Uh and uh it's gonna be uh, at the end of the day so let's say like six seven maybe i don't know does that sound about right yeah yeah <laughs> We're such pros uh like Around at the end of the day yeah and and um so we don't want to say like we don't want to give you guys a venue right now for one simple reason we don't know how many people are actually going to be there so we need to know that because we don't want to, uh, you know, <laughs> tell everyone to meet us at this uh, very uh, small bar and then uh, like 20 people arrive. And so we need your help. We need you if you want to uh, and if you can attend and meet us there and have a blast. We're going to ask you a favor. You just go to the show notes right now and you're going to see a link for um, an invite or a meetup something. You're going to see a link, the first link that you see. And you click there and just say that y- 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 you're going to be there right so we can get a better sense of how many people we're coming on so we can uh, pick an appropriate venue for this and please do it fast like right now We're really
1: <laughs> yeah um and i don't know if you mentioned this but we'll probably be around the soma area um so we're not going to yes. do something super far um so yeah should be uh, nice and accessible to everybody yes i'm excited so about i'm pretty this.
0: excited jesus yeah <laughs> jinx i'm so excited uh <laughs> and if you are too just again um click the link and uh, say that we're gonna attend probably like one or two days before we're gonna see how many people are planning to attend and we'll select the venue and we'll update on that link thing so don't know meet up or invite whatever we're gonna update it with um so with the venue so you you actually know where to Go to. Also, just keep a keep a look at uh, Twitter. We're gonna tweet all this. Yeah. So, it'd be kind of right.
1: funny if only two people showed up.
0: And it was <laughs> us two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would still have a great time. I, I'm not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> no, it's gonna be awesome.
0: All right. All right. Um, and with that said, let's get to the show.
1: Yeah. All right. So last week, um, you put out a poll, uh, on our Twitter account. Uh we were curious uh how many people work from office versus working from home or co-working space. Um so tell us the result.
0: All right, the results are in. <laughs> and the winner is Walla <laughs> Land. Um no. The, <laughs> the winner uh with fifty-three percent of the votes um is the office, is where most people work from. Which I'm not surprised. But I'm actually surprised that the like only only 53% is so roughly half of our listeners um work from an office and then 33% work from home, uh, 12% work from a co-working space, uh and 2% work from other and they did not disclose what that other is. So I don't know, from the bathroom um <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like a coffee shop that that works, right? That 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 would go into other. Yeah, uh, I guess. So, yeah, uh, the reason we posted this poll was uh, because we were talking about I uh, remodeled my home office and I was thinking that I wanted to bring my iMac back from the, this office that I have, not at my place. Not my like, company office, but I rented a space. Um, so I was uh, thinking of bringing back the iMac from that, that office to my home office because I feel like I wanted to spend more time home. Uh, at home and so i did and i did this uh friday and we we're recording on monday so basically the weekend which is a terrible uh pool of data to come to conclusion because you know at the weekend i wouldn't be at the office <laughs> i would be at home um and so i was at home
1: is it fair to say you worked 100 percent more <laughs> from home <laughs> it weekend? is fair it
0: is fair i can tell you this i worked way more than I usually do on a weekend.
1: Hmm, is this a so, good thing or a bad thing?
0: It is a good thing because I had a blast. So, uh, two. I worked on two things. Mostly, uh, one. Uh, I was my girlfriend is actually learning how to write Swift, like how to write code. She's not a developer at all, so she's not a programmer. So she's been learning and all. And so we spent a good chunk of like time on, on the afternoon on on Saturday just me helping her out and like we were building a, her app together and I you know introduced her to git and github and uh, we were building an app in swift wow. and that was like pretty fun that was <laughs> that was fun and um and then i destroyed the rest of my weekend going down this rabbit hole that is dot um, files thank you i'm going to thank you for that
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a bit more about that so go?
0: you yeah, you talked about dot files when was this like two shows ago, maybe three? Yeah. Something a like while that. Back. It was when you got your when MacBook. I got my new
1: computer. So right. a couple of shows back.
0: Alright. And so you were you were talking about dot files. I was familiar with dot files. Like as a concept, I know what they were and what what, what the goal is and what the idea is, but I never actually put put them in practice. I never set up my own dot files right so i decided you know what this sounds interesting uh this is cool all the cool kids are doing it so i want to do it um and it was hard man (laughs) jesus christ ah so for the audience for listeners who don't know um okay i'm gonna gonna, like try to explain like one sentence or two what dot files are you correct me if you think i'm way off okay cool dot files are a bunch of files uh, that you have so far, usually so in a, <laughs> in a Git repository. Cause that's the whole point. You can have it backed up and clone it to your machine, whatever. And in where you have, usually you have a bunch of prefs files, like stuff like preferences or bash or Atom or whatever files, preferences file. That, that's where the dot files name comes from. Cause that's usually the preference files are under the dot file. Meaning the hidden files in your library folder, Oof. Um, and you also have a bunch of uh, scripts like to change, uh, like your macOS defaults, uh, things like you know, uh, just set the dock to hidden and theme to dark and whatever, and uh, remove the annoying the, the hiding speed the hiding speed yeah you're famous for dog. that one I always go back to your article too Me too reference. I always so. go back
1: to my box but <laughs> not anymore now I have it in my dot files
0: boom <laughs> and um and so, and so why would you do this because uh, if when you have like you buy a new machine or whatever uh, you just clone that repo you run th- these bunch of scripts and your machine is just like you are used to like set it up exactly like you want it um and you can also make it run like install automatically like all of your must-have apps and Stuff like that. I use it not just for that, but because I do have, I do use two computers. So I have the iMac and the MacBook. So I also, with my dot files, I wanted to have just an easy way to quickly sync preferences. Like, if I install or change a theme of uh, an Atom on my desktop, I can quickly sync it to my laptop, for example. So, this was not one sentence, but (laughs) (laughs) is it fair? Is it a fair summary?
1: Yeah, that's a great summary.
0: Okay. Boom. Ah. Okay. So why was this hard? Um I'm not a programmer per se. Kinda. Uh, I'm a hobbyist Ooh. programmer, let's say. I mean you made uh, a,
1: a watch app. Yeah, like, I'm sure. I would call this being a programmer.
0: I'm a hobbyist programmer, not a professional programmer, let's say. <laughs> professional um, programmers. <laughs> i do write react in prof- anyway yeah um,
1: <laughs> it's like i like just talks about like oh i, I learn react and like being a, a developer helps me <laughs> be a better designer but no i'm not i'm not a developer
0: i just feel it's not fair right <laughs> to the actual professional programmer anyway don't <laughs> yeah.
1: all right.
0: all okay all okay right. okay anyway so i am not a very well-versed super highly trained programmer um
1: Rafa's just being modest.
0: So but not really, because you're I'm gonna just blow it all to, to the ground. Cause when I started looking into dot files, I was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> like, what is this? How do I do this? How? And and I have this there's this um this website, I'm gonna put a link in show notes, in where basically you have like a good amount um like uh, a bunch of resources like the most famous dot files that people usually like reference and uh, fork and a bunch of articles tutorials and all that i went through all i read like five (laughs) tutorials and none of them are actually like for beginners and maybe for Mm -hmm. non-super technical developers i would say right so and everyone seems to have their own like folder structure and for example so I looked at and I actually forked like three different dot files. I forked yours, I forked um, Sam's Sam Sofas. okay, and this other one that is like a super famous, like one of the OGs, mm-hmm. right? All of them were like super complicated. And <laughs> for example, yours, that other other guy, the OG one, was like he, he was way over the top. He had so much so much stuff that I was just like, no, I want the the simplest, most bare bones template to start with right and sofas was so um focused on uh rails environment and development Mm -hmm. and uh, a bunch of like ios developed like a bunch of xcode and like very specific stuff to his needs i I could see and yours was you also have a bunch of uh, like rail stuff but it was because it was simpler it had less stuff i actually forked yours and i went with yours i just Spend a lot of time cleaning stuff up. And <laughs> Sorry. No, come on. You don't. Have, that, those are your adult files. You have nothing to apologize for. So, um, after basically the whole weekend, I spent a lot of hours in this having fun, but still. Um, and I, I think I managed to do it. Uh, like it is working. I, I actually I was fortunate enough to have you know two machines to test stuff. So like my iMac is not gonna like you know self-destruct if anything goes wrong so i had that security um but i think i did it still have a couple things to tweak like the atom packages um so first i i read that you shouldn't sync the packages itself and i didn't but then it lost all the reference for the packages so then i synced it and then there's like some blobs missing that stuff are not like the path they're not awesome anyway still stuff to tweak into get there but uh, in the end, I think they're working, and I'm sorry for the whole rant. Uh, but it was a very interesting uh, journey, and I think I got them to work. So feel free to to fork my dot files. That is a weird thing to say. <laughs> fork my dot files, people. No, you um,
1: fork my dot files.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna put a link in the show notes for all of this nonsense and uh, stuff that I reference. If you're interested to go on this journey, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, feel free to do it. And uh, you can ask me stuff on Twitter uh, if you, you know, if you don't understand anything, I probably can't explain it to you, but at least I'll sympathize. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, is there any like must-have or like really awesome uh, thing that you have in your dot files that everyone should
0: have? Hmm. Uh there's this very uh famous list of OS ten uh preferences, stuff like those you know, those uh commands that you type for like hiding the dock and stuff like that. Um there's this is, like huge resource. I can again link in the show notes. And I basically just went through all of it and picked what I liked and I wanna use. Right. So stuff like um you know those we those annoying things that when you try to open an app and say this application was downloaded from the internet, do you really <laughs> wish to open it? Yeah. Um, so it just gets rid of that and just opens it automatically. And mm-hmm. stuff like setting the 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 grid size of Finder. Um, uh, I don't know on Terminal, like on Text Edit, save it always as uh, plain text. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there's a lot of these weird things, right? Um, but all of them are like, huh, I feel like a hacker that's exactly <laughs> what i want. Uh and like you mentioned the the hiding and showing speed of the dock, mm-hmm. which by the way that on that uh reference uh, script file that that the famous one, it it the guy who wrote it sets it the speed to 0 and i think you have 2.5 seconds.
2: Yeah, and it's amazing how
0: if you set it to 0 like it's it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> It is... It's horrible. Um, oh, it's the speed of showing, right? Oh, okay. Right. Because it's, like, it, it comes from the bottom. Yeah. So, if you set it to zero, like, it just... um Like, just... It disappears. Just like, it disappears. Yeah. Right. It's super weird. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, maybe... No, I don't have, like, any cool, uh, interesting... I don't know. What about you? I mean, I saw yours, but...
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'd have to <laughs> go back in. But... um. Yeah, honestly, like that uh that one is uh a really good tip. Like if you want to hide your dock and if you've ever tried it before like and without messing with the speed, um it's just way too slow. Like you put down your cursor and then you wait, you wait, you wait, and then the dock comes up. Changing mm. the speed just like makes it so much better and actually makes it usable. Um, so that's definitely a must-have for me. Um yeah, anything interesting in my dot files? I don't know. I mean, you. I'm you looking. Just cloned them, so. I don't. <laughs> yeah, what I, did, what I'm did looking you at move that, or that change thing. or add? Maybe it would be.
0: I'm looking to, for my. Uh, I'm looking at my dot files right now. So just a couple ones. Um, disable the sound effect on boot. You know the. Mm. Oh. <laughs> disables that. <laughs>
1: oh, that that's gone uh, on uh, on the new Max, but.
0: Right, I'm not sure about. I know definitely that it's still on the iMac i think Uh, it's also gone on the adorable not sure though um not sure so there's this one which i i have no idea what it is but the description is increased sound quality for bluetooth headphones (laughs) sure uh, yeah (laughs) please (laughs) i never heard of that like what
1: (laughs) it's like the enhance button in csi (laughs)
0: Pretty much. Enhance, like, enhance. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I have to know. Oh, anyway. So yeah, uh look at the my dot files. See if there's anything there. Cool. Link in the show notes. Anyway, uh cool. uh we depleted the the source of nerdiness for this episode maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so now that everyone has tuned out, uh let's talk about some uh designy stuff. <laughs>
0: Let's do it, but before we do, uh, we don't have a sponsor, but <laughs> before we do, uh, we have some updates on the uh, Sketch Socks giveaway thing that we're Oh, doing.
1: nice. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. <so> we, we, <laughs> yeah. We have, a, we have a winner. Are you ready?
1: I, I'm so ready. Okay. I've been waiting all day for this.
0: <laughs> okay, so the winner of a pair of exclusive limited edition sketch socks is Eric Peterman.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> awesome. Congrats.
0: Congratulations Eric. Um and thanks uh, everyone who participated. Um Eric was the most thorough uh, listener who, you know, actually said what we asked for and <laughs> you know, took a screenshot and uh, wrote a very nice review. Thank you Eric. Here's what you uh, need to do you need to just get in touch, send a DM to us on Twitter. We're going to reach out to you on Twitter still, but send a DM and send me your uh, address and stuff. Uh, If you don't do it before uh, the end of the week, I'm going to San Francisco and you're going to have to wait a little bit more. Um, So yeah, congrats. Awesome. (laughs) All right, um, let's get to topics, dude. Cool. Uh, All right, dot .files. No, not really. Uh... (laughs) Uh... Okay.
1: No, just kidding. Uh, Let's talk about the Mac Pro. (laughs) 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 No. Uh, Just kidding. Double troll. Um, All right. So let's talk about components in Sketch. That sounds like an actually interesting topic.
0: And a topic that we actually are kind of competent to, you know, qualified. Barely. (laughs) Barely. Um,
1: Um, So friend of the show, uh, Tim Van Damme, uh, previous guest. Um, yes. wrote this uh, big, long blog post uh, on a component-based workflow for Sketch um, and basically talks about the way that um, design tools are, are changing to accommodate the, the new way that people are, are uh, designing. So um, do you want to mm. summarize the article for me?
0: Um,
1: or was that... Yes.
0: Uh, good yes. Enough? No, I, okay. I do want to um okay so uh (laughs) i'm trying to think how i do this so tim in this article he is explaining uh this new workflow for i mean he talks for sketch but it's actually i think it applies to figma or i don't know what else i'm not familiar with other tools that well but anything that supports um components or something like components uh and what he's saying is instead of you just designing and using your tool like you normally would. um, You know, you set up a page and you start designing the elements and arrange them and maybe you create a symbol for like common, I don't know, like uh, icons and and stuff for like one block. But he goes all the way in and the way he proposes in in this new workflow is to design everything as a symbol. And he's actually very thorough and has this actually pretty well thought out so he says stuff like um colors uh what goes there and your text on your color palette text styles and layer styles he says like okay this is like typography and what belongs in that group or not and then he gets to the component itself and he uh he separates it into like different levels of components so you have for example level one which is the basic the most simple component which usually is like one icon or Uh, like an avatar or like the simplest type of uh, symbol that you can have. And then you have level two, he calls it the lower level blocks, which it takes like uh, two symbols or like very few elements. Uh, And for example, this could be like um, a cell on a list. So, or like a banner or like the navigation. So uh, again, super simple um, symbol, but usually has like two, or three elements. And then you go to level three, mid-level blocks. It's like the whole section of an app, for example. And you have the level four, which is um, like the final, like one screen. This is one page or one view of this app, whatever. And all of this, if it was not clear uh, still, uh, all of this is like nesting symbols. So for example, on a level two, right, uses two symbols, two level one symbols and so on and so forth. Um... I, I've been doing something like this for uh, a little bit less than a than a year. So I don't know since like October, September. Um, and I actually gave a talk where I mentioned this. The talk was not about this, but it was a big part of of it. In where, so basically uh, at Netlify when we started, I started redesigning let's call it a 2.0. Like I started on this effort on redesigning the app and because we were writing it in React and I got familiar with React. Um, if you don't know, React is very uh, focused on components. So everything is a component and everything is reusable as components. Um, and so I took that and I started designing stuff in components because that's how I was going to implement them, Right. Uh, and because I was doing uh, a very, like a fair share of uh, front end development, uh, it really helped me. If I, if I, while I was designing, I was thinking in a component mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I started doing that in sketch and v- something very f- similar to what Tim um, sets up on this article, but just more random and chaotic. So <laughs> with less structure that he has, um, and I think this is really, really interesting. And I think this can be the future. I don't I know it sounds like cliche and, and <laughs> cheesy. Like, this is the new way designers are gonna work. But I really think there's a lot of advantages to this. And I really think this is a very useful thing to to explore. Also I have some concerns because I I feel like the tools at this moment and by tools I mean sketch um sketch is not ready yet to go like all in right um so symbols we talked about when they introduced i don't know like like a couple months ago when they like introduced nested symbols and stuff like that um it's not there yet it's so very it's very good and you can do a lot but i would say there are a lot of uh, occasions in where you have to Break the rules that you set yourself and um, cheat that's a, that was a lot um.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so I was very on board with this uh, when like uh, components started coming out and things like sketch and everything I, was, I got super excited about them um, and then uh, used them like crazy on this this project, and sort of ended up in like a component hell kind of situation where like Mm -hmm. everything is a component and like you click through it within one thing and another and another and another and then it becomes like this whole i mean at least for me it was like kind of hard to uh change or like tweak Mm -hmm. and i sort of realized that like i don't know if it's because the tools aren't there yet but very often I find myself like almost like fighting with the components um <laughs> to get them to do what I want them to do, and wherein most of the time like I don't know, I guess I just wonder if like it would be just faster to use the normal like standard way, which is copy paste basically and then modify things as you need um so i I don't know, I'm just curious like has it for you has it gotten that much better that it's beyond that point or like are there like specific tips that i would need to follow to make sure that like i don't end up with a million components and then everything's super hard to change or is or, or should components come at a later stage in the project when i'm like mostly just assembling the lego pieces together but not defining what they should be i don't know
0: um okay so that was a lot yeah yeah sorry Uh, a bunch (laughs) of
1: questions
0: (laughs) yeah that's okay so um first does it save time or is it just faster to just copy paste copy paste and just doing it by hand it's faster on that in that specific occasion right Mm -hmm. it is not faster on the long term um for example like i design um so i don't know how you structure organize your sketch file i i have i don't organize like, uh, anything okay <laughs> i have
1: okay. so i have a sketch file open right now there's uh let's see forty six uh uh artboard copy <laughs> like,
0: oh no like
1: that's thats h d copy forty six
0: <laughs> okay okay um Okay, so, so there's for stuff <laughs>
1: all over the place in this document.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna give you this uh, this uh, real real life scenario um, example. Uh, so I organize my I have a page for each not necessarily page in the app, uh, but more like flow related things. <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, so for example, I have one for sites, the main screen that you see, like the root screen uh, of Netlify for example and right now I have around I don't know uh, around 20 artboards right and it's it's always the same page but it's like all right here's uh, when you have a bajillion sites here's when you have you don't have a site Uh, here's when like the error messages when I don't know um, the API is not responding or whatever um Here's if you only have one site and are on like um, I almost spoiled the feature uh, stuff like that. So, <laughs> uh, so I have a bunch of artboards for the same page, and uh, as you okay, may imagine, right. uh, a lot like some elements are everywhere here. Mm-hmm. Now, if so let's say I'm editing, I'm I'm working on the cell of this list of sites. How one site in that particular list looks like. Um, If someone says to me, hey, we need to add this one label for to people to know whatever, whatever, and I have to add it, it's way easier to just like, you know what? Okay, um, detach from symbol, (laughs) add (laughs) it here. I'm going to add it here and just export it and it's done. Right. But then if I keep doing that, like in in a week, in a month, that whole, like the 20 artboards, they're all out of sync and they're everywhere. Hmm. Um, And that's where the symbols come in handy. Like, I do have one um, one symbol for how a list, like, how a table list looks like. Now, I'm not doing – I know you do this. Like, when you're designing, uh, and I know I would say most designers uh, work. When you're, like, brainstorming, you're trying to figure out design and whatever, you do a bunch of copies
2: yep. of the same thing,
0: <laughs> right? And with symbols, this is not really – practical you can't do a bunch of copies of the symbol just Mm -hmm. for you to try different layouts and stuff and then see it in a real page you could do that that's not how i do it just because it becomes a lot messier in my opinion so when i'm like brainstorming and designing a feature whatever i do it on the normal workflow like i do it with just a bunch of uh, simple layers no symbols no whatever um but then when i'm satisfied and i want to like set it as the the master (laughs) Hmm. branch uh so it was like all right this is it this is what's in production i just go uh, and update the the symbol like with the changes
1: uh okay yeah i think that's what i was doing wrong mm because i I think like for me it's just it's just the way that i work but i tend to stop after like the design like like idea phase where i'm basically generating a bunch of of different ideas um and then i stop there and then i move to code um and then the code is where i'll define like okay here's exactly mm-hmm. how it looks like when you have one thing when you have multiple things and stuff like that so i think maybe i was trying to bring in components too early in the process maybe, maybe yeah
0: that makes sense um yeah um, interesting now there, there are there are limitations of course and as I said in the beginning there are even use cases where like the technologies the tools are not there yet right Um. so there's this one example like let's just say at like in the present at the current moment in time and space uh, <laughs> um, you're gonna do you're gonna have to do a lot of hacking and there's a lot of um, I don't know, if it feels like you're cheating symbols, but that's fine because symbols are not there yet. So it's not your fault. So one example, um, imagine the list and the entries in the list, it's like um, alternated the background. So a bit darker and mm-hmm. lighter, yeah. that, you know, pretty common. Um, I do that as two different symbols actually. So it's like um, a table row and table row alternate. That's what I call it. Um because if you want to do that do that with just one symbol, I guess you could you could set up like a layer as a symbol in the background. And then in the symbol itself, you can like you have the drop down for the symbols, like stuff like buttons and all. Um so you could select it there. And you can see how this is already hacky. Yeah. Um <laughs> and uh there's there's still a lot of stuff uh, regarding uh, responsiveness and like auto layout type of stuff. So for example, if you do have, let's say that you have a a button that you have like an icon and a label, right? Mm -hmm. Pre-center. And you want that to be a a symbol, but sometimes that button doesn't have an icon on the left. So what I want to do is when you don't have an icon, the label to float to the left, if that makes sense. Uh, Oh,
1: okay. Right, right, right. To basically be centered or like... Right. Yeah,
0: that I I still can't do that. I don't know how. Right. And this is the one thing that I feel like I I'm pretty sure this is possible, but I, I I don't know how. I asked a couple of friends. None of them could really help me. So maybe the audience can. So imagine this. So all right, the, forget the button and centered. You have um like. A circle with a photo, like an avatar of a person, name of the person. Sometimes you don't have a a photo. So when it doesn't have the avatar, the whole text block should go to, to the left, float to the left, right? Yeah. Where the avatar would be. This scenario, I don't know how to do this. So what do I do? I just create two different symbols. One named, like, you know, button with no icon and button with icon. And I have to do it that way. And I ended up having a bunch of repetition of symbols um, like the table row alternate and table row standard uh, that they're not ideal because, for example, if I want to update the button, I would have to update it twice, right? Right. Um, so <laughs> it's not ideal. It's not there yet. There are a lot of stuff that is hacked into it. Um, but overall, I really liked it. I, re- I think this is the way to... to like. I, I, I wouldn't go back. Mm-hmm. to be honest, to the old way of working uh, with, with Sketch. Um, and it helps me, when you when you start designing stuff, like components or blocks or whatever you want to call it, uh, when you start designing components in the vacuum, um, you start creating all these rules, then when you're actually putting it in place in a page, like the rules are there, and you, you become way more... Um, it it, become, it becomes more apparent when you are breaking rules. Like, oh, yeah, I know the Heather one has this, you know, margin on the bottom, but here it would look better if it, it didn't, right? <laughs> and when you're doing it, when the rules are, like, in front of you, you are more aware of when you're actually breaking them. And, you know, developers don't like when you make a bunch of exceptions. And it just, I don't know, maybe it's a developer in me, but I don't like creating a bunch of exceptions. Like, then then there are no rules. If every rule is broken, I know. If everything is uh, is bold, nothing is bold.
1: But you need exceptions to prove the rule.
0: right? They're called bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, I know, I know. But, you know.
1: Yeah, what, one thing that I wish existed in Sketch, and I think we've talked about this before probably, but um, being able to um, have a symbol where... Um, things don't like just stretch but things like all resize proportionally it's like here's Hmm. one case that i have all the time that what i end up doing is export to to png and then import the png back in (laughs) um (laughs) which is like i have like a phone ui um And then next to it, I'm working on, like, a marketing page for it or something. And I want to place that UI inside of a phone, but, like, it doesn't necessarily map one-to-one. Like, the phone is probably, like, a bit smaller than Mm -hmm. uh, the actual real UI would be. Um, And there's no good way to have that, like, reflect actual UI without exporting to PNG and then re-importing that back in. Unless I'm wrong, but... I don't think there Interesting. is.
0: Interesting. We're gonna okay. check this out. So basically, scaling. Scale proportionally.
2: Right, as a symbol. Yeah.
1: That would be massively useful, could. in my opinion.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna do some digging. I'm gonna try it out. Cool. All I'm right. Let me know because it's gonna be boring. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I could do this. But really, I don't, I don't want to. Huh. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll investigate. Okay. If we
1: can, sure. can make this work, then that will be amazing.
0: <laughs> alright, alright. I'm gonna leave this it out here.
1: This whole podcast will have been worth it. <laughs> um so uh yeah, so you've got homework.
2: Making it.
0: I do, I do. <laughs> um so uh okay, to, to just uh, finish this off, uh go read Tim's article. He's way smarter than me in uh, trying to explain this. Uh, I I've been doing this for a while. Uh, it's working. I I feel like it's better, but it's not perfect. It's not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like I didn't. I I want to write something about this, but I feel like I'm not ready. Like I have to, you know, I have to to have something to prove. Like, and here's how you do it. And because I'm not there yet, right? Like, no, you can't. Yeah, you it would can't basically do just, it just be like, like,
1: here's all these things that don't work properly. <laughs>
0: yeah with no solution so i don't know um i feel like this is really interesting and i would love to because this is so new and again like this article from tim is i don't want to say that he was the first person to write about it but i feel like information is still out there like we don't we're not having a a shared conversation as a community as a designer community um (laughs) I feel so dirty now. <laughs> All this uh, mumbo jumbo nonsense. So anyway, I, anyway, I feel like this is still very like, hmm, maybe, hmm, I know someone who's doing it instead of having a shared conversation and like sharing knowledge. So, hey, yeah. if anyone listens to this uh, is doing this or failed or, you know, tried and failed um, and I have any insights, I don't know. Uh, I would love to hear them.
1: One thing we should do someday is um like actually sit down and like write down our list of things that we wish like worked in terms of uh of components like just feature basically the feature requests but like basically if you were in charge of of let's say sketch for the purpose of this um you became the new ceo of sketch and you could <laughs> say whatever you wanted and people would make it happen um but you have you can't you can't just say like oh i want symbols to to work properly like that's like that's not good it needs to be descriptive enough uh so that you could describe it to somebody and they <laughs> could build it um i think that'd be an interesting exercise to basically like list out a whole bunch of of feature ideas for how components should work in the future because i do think like it's it's not an easy problem to solve like the reason why we don't have these things yet is not necessarily because as like these like the people at sketch and figma and stuff like that like are just sitting and waiting like it's it's really hard to get a component system that works and that like is going to make sense to users so yeah i don't know i'd be i'd be interested to go through that exercise myself
0: yeah It is because it's not, like, I would say this type of components, the way we're talking about it now, it's it's a mix of a lot of features, not just, like, designing stuff in uh, smaller artboards. It's like, you know, first you need something like smart objects, like, like an instance and duplicate and, you know, change it once in propagates throughout every instance that type of thing um but then you also need stuff like the um what do you call it like like auto layout type of thing right mm-hmm. the what how does figma call it constraints right you also need that because a, a component will not always be exactly like you design it like it's not a, it's a dynamic thing it's not a static thing um so you needed these two features at least now, like I can think of more, but you know, there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, Well, actually I can think of one more Uh, organizational uh, type of feature. Like right now, uh, having all of your uh, symbols just dumped into this one page in sketch and having no sense of awareness between each other. So sketch itself doesn't know like that page, like, Put all the buttons in here and put all the, you know, cells and lists and whatever here. Like it's, it's a mess. It requires a lot of uh, discipline from the designer to keep everything uh, organized, which by the way, I'm, I'm failing. Like it, it's, it's a huge <laughs> thing to take care of. Um, and I feel like everything, like the, um, the infinite canvas in Sketch is one of the, my best features and one of the first features I fell in love with yeah. uh, when trying Sketch. I don't think they're the best. The ideal thing for a component based tool, for example, huh uh, because you get a lot of things and usually when i'm working so for example um when I'm writing front end when I'm actually running the the components in react, uh we at netlify use this thing called uh react uh note no storybook yeah um pretty sure it's storybook <laughs> i'll I'll put a link in the show notes if it's not uh story each. Uh, Basically, it takes all of your components and lays it all down in, in the browser. So you can like click through, for example, button or button, in, button with loading state, button disabled. And you can see it in the vacuum how it looks, right? So, for example, when I'm writing and I'm building components, I can test and play with them in this storybook thing. So I don't have to see it in production or see it in the real environment, hmm. for example. Right. Which is really helpful when you are building it and designing it. For example, you're building like a like a sign up flow, right? You don't have to go out and log out and try again, and so you can you can work in isolation. This is awesome for for working on these small components. Um, so imagine that sketch uh, when you're working on a component, you have this one artboard centered in the canvas, and that's it. And you can play with it and like you know make it wider and and taller and bigger. You can play with it like with the with the sizes, but it's always centered. It's right there when you're in this, like, component editing mode, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know. I just I just thought of this right now, but there's this stuff, especially, like, with organization and how you manage components is still very messy, and I'm not blaming Sketch. Like, this is still new. This is still... We're still just figuring shit out. We don't know. Um, so all this to say that components are now kind of possible because of these features that were built in the past, and now we're, like, Taking them all together and calling it components. um <laughs> So uh, again, I'm not blaming Sketch for not being awesome at this yet. It's still everything's still very new, but I'm. I mean, there's work to do, but I'm. I'm confident. I'm. I'm excited. Cool. Boom.
1: So apparently, Instagram. I don't know. I've just seen this, uh, but they. Mm-hmm. Um, are now trying to go after uh Pinterest for yeah. some reason um, yeah. yeah, so they released this tool um actually it's it's an addition to a tool that they released a little while ago, um which is the ability to save uh uh photos um not like them, save them um
0: <laughs> I never use this feature,
1: yeah, I never use it either. I, I yeah, I, it was baffling to me why you would <laughs> want that, uh, but apparently a lot of people do, and people use it and like it. So who knows? Uh um, would you
0: look at that, dude! I just realized that there's like a like a bookmark button. Was this always here?
1: Yes. <laughs> well, oh, not wow. always, but for a while. <laughs> sure, uh, sure. So yeah, you basically tap on the bookmark button. Uh, if you just tap it once, um, that just adds to your save thing safe images mm-hmm. i guess um mm-hmm. but yeah, if you tap a and hold then you can add it to a new collection uh so they have an example like they have a dogs coffee spots uh great photos day trips collections uh and you can sort of go back and browse these collections uh when you want and that's yeah that's basically it
0: um I have a question and it's not related to the feature at all at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. So if you want to talk about the feature itself, feel free. Um Well I do, me.
1: but um
0: I also want to hear your question. <laughs> uh what baffles me here is like Yep, yeah, it's you know, it's a sensible uh next step for the feature. It's uh, it makes sense for the platform. Uh really like it makes complete sense for Instagram. Uh but then I, start, I stopped and think like, when was the last time that Facebook really innovated <laughs> <Like> <laughs> and built something like new? Because, you know, Instagram was awesome. It's, I feel like Instagram is one of the best success stories on iOS or, or oh, for sure in general. Yeah, Like the whole journey and what it became, um, it's amazing. And it was a pioneer. Well, like it never really it didn't invent photographs, it didn't invent filters. We had hipstermatic for that. Remember that? Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> um and it didn't invent social network, but it was like it got it. It got the the perfect balance of all these three features. Mm-hmm. Um but then <laughs> uh I feel like it's 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 on a endless Journey to kill competitors and 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 absorb the whole internet <laughs> and be like, This is all you need um and part of me thinks it's it's fair, it's normal, it's sensible. I mean that's what you should do you know if you can do so like if you can not lose market and and money in users, why would you right um so this is like this is pinboard in Instagram, and and Instagram now is Instagram is pinboard is Snapchat, and it's uh, Periscope. And by pinboard, do you mean Pinterest? I mean Pinterest, yeah. <laughs> okay. What's pinboard? Oh, the the bookmarking. The, yeah, Instagram. yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> you, you can see how much of a Pinterest user uh, I am. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. Well. <laughs> The thing it comes down to me is execution. Uh, and I think so far so good. Like with Instagram, like they seem to be nailing execution on a lot of stuff that they do. Um, so as long as they keep like, putting out good work that makes sense for the product, like I think this does kind of make sense. Um, mm-hmm. Like a lot of people just see an incredible amount of pictures and sort of want to organize them um and also like now that the likes or i guess it's always been right on instagram like the likes are public um so people can see that you've liked the picture and like maybe you want a special collection that is just private to you uh well that's a perfect feature for you um but yeah like i think i wouldn't want um instagram to like start use it adding like text only posts for example like i feel like that would <laughs> go too far right um but it's a good point uh, i think like <laughs> as long as it expands in ways that it makes sense then i'm kind of fine with it and this is such a small feature and it's mm-hmm. so easy to ignore um that it's kind of like oh whatever like i'll probably never use it and and so be it um what it made me think though uh the the first time i saw this new feature the collections um was that it definitely seemed like a um machine learning play to me to sort of better organize and categorize the pictures on instagram um that's super interesting and train an algorithm (laughs) because honestly like I don't know why Instagram would want that. Like would want to release that feature. Cause it's sure. Some people might request it, but that number has to be really small. And of all features, like that doesn't seem like the, like number one priority to me. Like how how can they use it? Like that's how I I always think, like, how can they use this? Like, how can this become really interesting for Instagram? Um, and I think, I
0: feel like it's market. It's, it's a super simple feature to implement, I would say. Well, well I don't know that. You have to have details, this whole new
1: concept and like adding collections and managing your collections and saving private images. and not like,
0: Sure, but you were saving picture instead of saving on an account, it's saving on a collection on an account. You know, just group them. Um, it's a, I feel like it's a low effort but high return type of feature.
1: I, I don't think I can say that this is a low effort. I think this does require a fair amount of effort
0: to put like, out Would you say like it's, this. like, it's way less of an effort than stories, for example?
1: Uh, Yeah, like, it is less of an effort than stories. But, like, the re- the return for stories is so incredibly high. Where with True. this, like, you're not going to have people that spend their entire day, like, browsing collections. And, like... It's not making you share or consume that much more because you're already seeing those pictures. So I don't know. Like for me, it's just like either we're missing something here and they're going to announce more things that are related to this that make more sense down the road. Uh, But for now, yeah, what I'm thinking is that like they want to sort of start training algorithms trying to understand how people would categorize their pictures to come up with better categories um, and a better way to identify than like hashtags. uh, And they're using collections to do it.
0: Hmm. Come to think of it, this whole discussion, Hmm? uh, I think Instagram always just copied stuff. (laughs) But but they do it really well.
1: Like, and yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Like I love using Instagram. I think it's definitely one of my favorite apps on my phone. Um and it's it's just like been consistently really good. Um so yeah, I'm I'm personally okay with it. Um and yeah, I wish them the best. I hope uh hope they do more cool stuff. So moving on, um
0: It's a new Star Wars trailer season.
1: I know. That's exciting.
0: Have you watched (laughs) it? Of course. What do you think of the trailer?
1: So when I saw it, I was like, holy shit, like, this is awesome. It's a little light on, like, content, (laughs) I'd (laughs) say. There's a lot of shots of rocks. (laughs) Um, So it seems like they haven't shot much. but. Or, like, they're not done editing everything. Um, but I was like, damn, like, this is awesome. Like, I cannot wait for this movie. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, this is a good trailer. Like, this is awesome. This is really cool. Uh, and then I saw someone on, uh, on Twitter do a side-by-side of uh, the Last Jedi trailer next to um, the trailer for uh, Force Awakens. I was mm-hmm. like, "Holy crap! This is exactly the same thing." But <laughs> uh, wasn't like, that and I kind of felt bogus? tricked. Uh, and yeah, I learned after so, that uh, the yeah. left the the Force Awakens trailer was heavily edited with like added extra scenes and stuff like that to make it look more similar. Um
0: Yeah. By the way, it was uh, CJ uh, Carlos Malagrito yes. the show who pointed that out. I actually, yeah, I also retweeted that, and then. I kept reading tweet, uh, Twitter, reading tweets, and then I saw you post it, and then I saw you know CJ, <laughs> um, telling you straight, and I was like, I'm unretweeted, like, oops. Uh, <laughs> so, don't believe everything you see on the internet. I know, fake right? news.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like I think this is gonna be awesome. Like I'm really excited for this.
0: It was, uh, the darkest. You know, the whole tone it's very evil and dark even you know the the logo the star wars itself it's red instead of the uh, mm-hmm. classic yellow it's a very uh, you know heavy dark uh, that's the impression i got even even the the even the the name like the last jedi is a is a sad negative you know thing
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs>
0: uh you know, th- uh, we know this is a trilogy, and it feels like the second installment on the trilogy is always the, the the downer, right? <laughs> right, like, because you, you gotta had...
1: end on a on a high note. Yeah. So the middle so one is like, like, yeah,
0: yeah, maybe. And, but
1: how much of it do you think could be attributed to uh, Ryan Johnson, the director of this movie?
0: So the only work that I'm familiar work from Ryan Johnson is uh, that I'm familiar familiar with is uh, the one that Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, The Looper. Looper. Right. So that's the only movie that I know, that I saw from him, and yeah, it's you know it's not Star Warsy at all, but yeah. Now come to think of it, it is a darker type of tone.
1: Yeah, because I thought a lot of the shots, like especially you see one with like the rocks that are like.
0: Yeah, sort of slow motion. In, yeah, I don't slow think motion. We ever saw slow motion on Star Wars.
1: Yeah, right? that was very like Looper style, um, hmm. which is a good thing in my opinion. Like it's cool to have different directors and have like bring their unique style and twist to it. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see like how this movie like just feels in general, right? Because um The Force Awakens like the JJ Abrams movie was very like happy like it was a like retelling of previous uh ideas uh, <laughs> s- speaking of uh, not reinventing the wheel uh <laughs> um but um yeah I don't know if I feel like for a lot of people this movie is what's going to help like define whether or not they like this new trilogy because um, mm. a lot of friends of mine are like okay I can give the first movie a pass but if the second one is the same thing again then no like then that's it right so I feel like this movie has to push the story further it has to go into new and different territory uh, and it's kind of exciting I think
0: it is kind of exciting. I, I loved Luber. Uh, I'm super excited for this movie. I love the thriller. Um, my favorite Star Wars movie ever is it's a you know Empire Strikes Back, and mm-hmm. it is the second installment of the trilogy, and it is the downer. Um, you know, on the at the end of the movie, it's like what is gonna happen? Like this looks pretty bad, but there's a sliver of hope. But Han Solo is a rock. Uh but what the hell is gonna happen right so right but it's my favorite. so I feel like this could be you know empire of this new of this new trilogy
1: yeah, who knows one thing that I do know is that this trailer made me so much more excited than the um damn what I completely lost the name of the movie rogue one Rogue one trailer <laughs> yeah like I, like for me it was a completely different feeling when i watched that trailer and when i watched the rogue one trailer like rogue one was just like this seems uninteresting like i don't feel like i want to see this movie and i mean it turned out at least for me like yeah like i didn't like this movie um but this trailer like really made me excited so cannot wait for it um,
0: yeah really excited. Yeah, me too. Have you There's seen the a poster? Long way to Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, what do you think of it? it? Looks awesome. It's a bold. It's you know, <laughs> it's awesome. It's it's very reminiscent of the um, the first. I want to say first uh, poster on New Hope that you have a uh, you know Luke with the lightsaber and it makes a little star thing. Yeah. Um, it looks awesome. It looks really good. Yeah. Again, the red man, the red in darkness. Yeah. Jesus. Huge it's fan light. of like
1: the more minimalist take on it. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. super awesome. One thing that <laughs> does kind of bother me, and I, I'm sure it was done on purpose. Um, so I'm kind of curious to hear why. Um, and I haven't done too much research on this, so there there may very well be an explanation already in the wild, but um. It kind of bothers me that they didn't, uh, assuming that this is Rey on the right, um, that they didn't make her face line up with Luke's face.
0: That's not Rey, that's uh, Kylo Ren.
1: Oh, that's Kylo Ren. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, his face kind of looks feminine on there. <laughs> but anyway
0: okay sorry, i don't see it but i i feel like it's it's on purpose that his face is way smaller than luke's uh and a bit like you know not, not at the same level to like he's not at the same level as luke luke is like the big guy the this you know the wise the strong guy and Kyle is like he's uh he's getting there he's trying to he's still not there he's not as big and as important as luke that's that's the feeling I got.
1: Yeah, uh, that's kind of weird to me still.
0: And if you if you had Kylo Ren's face, like the like symmetrical as Luke, it would imply like they're you know the other half. And I feel like you don't want that, at least not now. Again, uh, like they're maybe. not. They're not at the same level. They're not. We're not trying to convey any type of um, you know parallelism, symmetry here. Because they're not the same. That's... Yeah. But that's that whole thing is
1: kind of weird, though. Like, because it's clearly implying that, like, there's this duality. Like, they're two different people, but they're also have, like, they have similar, like, a shared thing,
0: <laughs> basically. Well, it's it's light versus, uh you know, evil. Good yeah, versus evil.
1: But it... But... A part of me also wonders like wait like is luke now gonna be the main character like i thought ray was gonna be the character like ray was gonna yeah, have to fight is. off
0: she's the one with the light
1: kylo ren
0: on the poster she's the one that's she's a shining star and also uh mark hamill uh, had more lines on his trailer than the whole movie like the <laughs> force of vegas
1: <laughs> yeah that's pretty funny um so yeah. yeah i don't know from a visual standpoint i think this poster looks amazing from a mm-hmm. conceptual standpoint i kind of give it like a six maybe <laughs> um because i think it doesn't really make too much sense to me but um hey maybe something like there's some crazy theories out there that are gonna make this all make sense i don't know we'll see uh
0: before we we leave this topic. I just want to give a shout out because um my Twitter followers they seem like they don't care. Um on the same day I think that uh the trailer for The Last Jedi came out. Also came out a trailer for Star Wars Battlefront uh, <clears> 2,
1: <throat> the video
0: game. And it is amazing. <laughs> it really is. It got me so pumped. Uh pff, you have to watch it. But spoilers, it's going to uh, cover the 3 Eras, eras. So mm-hmm. you know you can play as like Darth Maul in the original thr- trilogy, and you can play as like Ray in Kylo Ren. So you have like the whole. Can
1: you play as Jar Jar Banks?
0: <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, um, like look, you, I will overall... I will
1: buy a PS4 uh, and buy this game <laughs> when you can play as Jar Jar Banks.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you don't get a ps4 then <laughs> but it's a you know the first game only had it was like a multiplayer online game only and now it's going to have like a single player campaign storyline oh sweet and it's like uh from the trailer it's like you play as this general on the empire um then mm. like it was on a force when like uh the second death star exploded you know the, the emperor and Darth Vader they died right and I feel like it's the story between then and the uh, what's the name of the new organization the new order <laughs> mm. on the Force Awakens so I feel like it's that it's that period that we actually don't know what happened cool um so yeah pretty excited
1: in two right, years we'll uh... get the prequels of <laughs> the <laughs> Force Awakens <laughs> and we'll know for uh... sure uh but um, actually, no, it's more than two years because they skip a year in between actual movies that we care about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I'm actually one. kind of excited like <laughs> about the uh, Han Solo movie. Huh? I've been I like mean, keeping an eye on the cast and everything, and I hmm. it might be fine, but it might also be very bad. So I don't know. Like which? Yeah, I think it's go. way riskier
0: than. the Oh one yeah,
1: was. it's super risky. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see anyway,
0: what uh, we kind of have to wrap this up, dude. Yes. Uh, before we go, what about we try something new, and uh, we try uh, <laughs> giving your recommendation for this week? <laughs> what do you
1: think? Sure. Uh, all right. So my recommendation this week uh, is an album. Uh, It is called American Teen by Khaled. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Uh, He probably doesn't listen to the show, so that's fine. Uh, (laughs) um, So, yeah, I've been uh, playing this album a lot uh, this last week, uh, and it's really good. Um, I particularly like uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke. uh, Very catchy song. Um, So... Yeah, listen to that if you like it. Uh, listen to the rest of the album. If you don't, then that's also fine. Uh, but yeah, that's my recommendation.
0: I just added to my library. Boom. I've been listening to the Kendrick Lamar's one.
1: Yeah, so, that's been really good too. Very Good.
0: Um, cool. Uh, my recommendation is uh, a TV show, an HBO show. It's called The Leftovers, and season three just begun, and it's the last season. And have you watched the leftovers?
1: No. I can't watch anything on HBO.
0: Hmm.
1: Cuz they're stupid content bullshit. Hmm.
0: Uh that's unfortunate because this show is like <laughs> um it's risky to to recommend this show because I feel it's super polarizing like hmm. there's a very good chance that you will hate it. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: you're really doing a great job at telling it. <laughs>
0: Well, I love it. It's like, it, so it's produced or written by Damon Lindonoff, Lindelof, the guy from Lost. I, I don't remember. Okay. Um. So it's a, it has that Lost weirdness. What the hell is going on? Vibe. Um. I mean, we're on season three. Uh, every season is like, what the hell is going on? I have no idea what's going on. I still don't. I I have no idea. Um. The the signups. I guess the the. The basic, like the first episode of the show, is like, on this one day, um, I think it's like a third of the Earth population just disappeared. Just hmm. disappeared. It's not like they died; It's they literally just disappeared. Okay. Um, and no one knows what the heck happened. Hmm. That's it. Um, it's super good. It it, it stars a uh, Liv Tyler, and um, Justin Thoreau. Uh, it's a it's like a French sounding name. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really it's really good. Super weird, uh, cool. but really good.
1: Does it? So, okay. Here's one thing. I tend to like these types of shows. Um, mm-hmm. Like one show, I don't know if you watch it, and like it may or may not be similar to this show because I haven't seen that show, but um, I thought it was kind of similar to Lost, um, at least in the beginning, um, uh, and it's Under the Dome.
0: Yes. I watched two episodes.
1: Okay. So I watched this I think the first the entire first season. Uh and then a few episodes in the second season or third. I don't remember. Um but so it started off being pretty good. Um yep. like but quickly went off the rails. <laughs> like you know, like I, I feel like with a lot of these TV shows and I think this even applies to movies, like just stories in general. Um, they, like I'm okay. If you have like this one, like crazy, like magical thing that happens, like, Oh, like suddenly there's a dome here um, on, <laughs> on this, on this part of the, the planet and we're stuck here. Um, but then like everything else should be as close as possible to reality (laughs) i I feel like you need that that thing that happens and then i want to see like okay how do people adjust to that but but i found that um things like under the dome like without like really spoiling it too much but like got really quickly into the like aliens invading earth and like crazy magic stuff happening for no reason and just like completely lost me uh, at that point. So I was wondering like, is this show The Leftovers is it like that or is it like, did it set, set the rules kind of like upfront. you're just so discovering stuff but it's not just like completely making stuff up and like going off into crazy
0: town. So I watched like Under the Dome, my opinion on it is the... Uh the idea the basis for it i feel it's super interesting and cool but then the execution just like completely failed like the writing on that show like mid-season in it started i don't know it was terrible yeah and like to, so the execution on the idea i feel like it was pretty bad have you watched that wayward pines nope that Is was it, also another show that it was wasn't that weird.
1: the follow-up of something uh i don't know i don't okay maybe not i'm probably meh thinking of something else. okay
0: anyway so the leftovers starts with this weird premise this weird idea well people just disappeared cool but then like that's the beginning like the ignition of the show then the show itself it's super high quality um it's it's an hbo production you know like you know the casting and the the writing it's gonna be good right and and it's just, like, it adds a lot on top of this. It's not like this one idea and the show revolves around it. Like, this is the ignition for a bunch mm. of weird shit that's going to happen, all influenced by this series of events. But, you know, it's not dwelling on this one incident. Right, but, it, but it like,
1: sense. would you say that that? And it's so hard to, to like, talk about this in, in the abstract, but, like, would you say that the decisions and, like, the stuff that happens is coherent? With like the world that it created, because that's what I found with Under the Dome is that like it just didn't make sense anymore. Like they just keep making stuff up and like adding a bunch of of, like weird shit for no reason. As like, so
0: I'm gonna say that not knowing is part of it. Okay. Hmm. So we're in season three. Um, it took like I don't know, like two years mid season between seasons. I don't know. I (laughs) it feels like this has been forever. Um. And I still don't know, like, wait, did the people disappear? Was there, like, aliens? Was there, like, a god? Was there, like, what the hell happened? Like, is is there actually magic and supernatural stuff in this Mm. show? Because there's a lot of stuff that happens, and you are like, I can't explain this, but the show show itself, it doesn't let you know if it's, like, magic, or if it's like, nope, there's a reason, you just don't know. So it it leaves you hanging. It leaves you just uh, thinking right. a lot about it. Yeah, that's totally so, fine. And by the way, if you're still on the fence, uh, Syracuse still loves this show. So. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, all right. So I might, I might give, try to give it a try. Um, mm-hmm. Watch like the first episode. Do I have to watch? Is this one of these shows where I have to watch like 15 episodes before I can say whether or not I like it?
0: Just keep on the back of your mind that it gets better. It gets weirder. <laughs> All right, By
1: the way, folks, the the, and the what is it? The leftovers. It gets better.
0: If, like, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. But let's just say that episode one of season two was super controversial. Okay. Beca- okay. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil it. What? So well, basically, no,
1: no. Wait. Why? Why? Don't spoil. I'm not i am not going to
0: spoil it. like story. I'm just gonna spoil why it was controversial. Oh, okay. okay. So it's like you're watching this show it's season one it's an amazing show it hangs on a cliff like a cliffhanger Uh, it ends on a cliffhanger so you're like what is going to happen you wait a year for season two season two finally comes out you're like oh my god I am so excited to learn what happened to my favorite characters and then the first episode it doesn't it has nothing to do with the characters that you know and love like (laughs) it's like a new show (laughs) and you're like what the hell is happening (laughs) so that was fun
1: Okay. Yeah, that's frustrating. It all ties in together.
0: It's just like that one episode.
1: Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's acceptable. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Cool. Okay, dude. This is long. This is good. Um, I will see you in San Francisco in a couple days.
1: That is very true. Damn.
0: (laughs) Damn. I'm excited. So exciting.
1: Yeah. Jesus Christ. We'll see you in less than a week and yes. hopefully we will also see you the listeners <laughs> yes um, hopefully
0: um if we are gonna see you let us know by clicking on the link <laughs> and uh, rsvp
1: yeah please do because otherwise you're not gonna know where we're meeting up um because there's not gonna be another episode uh in between the show no and the meetup no um so, yeah, uh, please do sign up and we'd love to hang out. You don't have to stay the entire time. Like, you, you can just pop by, say hi. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we would love to meet you.
0: So, and if you want to get, uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, guess what? You guys can go to Spectrum, right? That's out there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, I don't think we've, no, we, we did talk about it, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. so our, our spec.fm Slack thing is uh, getting you know to its limits. So our good friends um, at, uh, what do they call it? Space Program, right? Yeah. <laughs> the folks at Spec, they're building something that is pretty special, pretty great. It's called Spectrum. And it is this place for uh, communities to hang out. So we are a community and we ha- hang out there. So you can go to chat slash layout you need a little thingy yeah i think um, you need the
1: little thingy <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's a link in the show notes that you can click That's and the spectrum tilde. in the um, tilde there you go so you you can meet us there sarah is kind of enough to create like a, a, a what i call it a post for each episode i would say uh thank you sarah and uh we can we can start uh, continue the discussion there so pop by uh by the way. I, I don't feel like we have any listeners yet there yet, right? It's pretty empty. So you can be, like, super exclusive in, in one of the first listeners to get in there. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: No, this dude. is exciting. I need to get better at keeping track of this because I just realized we yeah. have unread messages. Um, yeah.
0: So it's still in development. So right, you won't have, like, notifications and stuff like that. So... Hey, you're going to be super exclusive. Like, it's still un- in development, and you can help making this better. Like, yes. you can just like uh, help Bryn and Brian and Max uh, build this to your needs. So, let us know what you think. Um, how do you think we can improve this? Yeah. And Again, already, like, just special. in
1: the last few weeks, like, there's been a bunch of really awesome updates. It's yeah. Got a whole new sidebar now, Um, whole new design, with the explore tab, and stuff. Looking um, pretty great. So, yeah, that looks awesome.
0: So yeah, do that. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter. We are at layoutfm on Twitter. We have a website, layout.fm, on the internet. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you all in San Francisco in a couple of days. All right, man. Talk to you then.
2: <laughs> cool. All right. Bye. Bye.